Breakfast puppies? Welcome to Have Movies Will Game, the only podcast on the globe where we take you, our friendly listener, through the best and worst movies of yesterday and today, and then discuss ways that you can play them at your gaming table. In every episode, our intrepid hosts, Matthew, Dusty, and Nathaniel, will filibuster fondly over facts and feelings of your favorite films, and then get to the glorious gaming goodness, giving game masters great gimmicks on generating golden genius. Have Movies Will Game, brought to you through the electronic wonder of the internet. Now, let's start the show! Enough is enough! I have had it with these monkey-fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane! Everybody strap in! I'm about to open some freaking windows. Hi, everybody. Thanks for tuning back in. I'm Matthew. And I'm Dusty. And I'm Nathaniel. And this week we are doing some snakes on a motherfucking, motherfucking airplane. Plane. Yeah, yeah. It's a motherfucking plane. And you always have to say it that way. That they should was, have just put that on the on the movie. That was a uh, uh, five days of, of reshoots because they, they were ahead of schedule, apparently. And the Internet went abuzz because somebody who has a very distinct voice, uh, very much like Samuel L. Jackson, did that line. And everyone oh, wasn't thought him? that it was Samuel L. Jackson. So it was petitioned to put it into the movie. So after they were finished and wrapped, they had about five days to go back and do some reshoots if they needed to or some voiceovers. And it was petitioned, and so Samuel L. Jackson went back and reshot that line. So in the cabin of the of the plane, so at the be, very last bit, that, yeah, that, yeah the very, that, that last line, or that no, I think it's like like twenty minutes into the movie or forty minutes. You know, get these motherfucking snakes. Out I think they added a lot because it was initially supposed to be lower rated. So, yeah, so it's supposed to be PG thirteen. So I think and, they probably added like the dick biting and the titties and. And the uh, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> there there was a lot of this movie that actually was changed and, and one of the things the uh the script was changed and we'll get into there that. There was a, a script? Bit. Yeah, oh, there yeah, there was a script. <laughs> okay. Uh there was a script and it was uh it was initially called the uh, the initial draft was called Venom and it didn't the title I'm glad didn't, that didn't happen. Yeah, the title didn't go over very well and then Samuel L. Jackson's agent had told the production company and everybody else that was involved, "Hey, we're using a different script title." And Samuel L. Jackson was basically went in, and and you can imagine him going, you know, bitch, please. Uh, it, the reason why I took this job was for the script title. He hadn't even read the script; he had no idea what was in. But he saw the title, He's like this is something that I would have gone to see as a kid. It's a B level movie. I'm doing it for the title alone. I was part of the snakes on a plane fever when it came out. Like, I followed the memes. I remember seeing that first video that somebody came out. Basically, it's just a picture of Samuel L. Jackson from another movie with some chicken scratch-style Windows paint writing on it. This is motherfucking snakes on a plane. Yeah. And it's someone impersonating him saying, I've had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. And it was such an internet phenomenon that it was really hard to avoid it. And yeah, I, I got a little hyped. I no, saw this so opening I. night. <laughs> I, so did I saw it today for the first time. Oh, oh, this ought to be interesting. Then. It was good. I mean, it was it was silly. Yeah, but it wasn't serious cinema. You, but it was fun. I liked it. You have to go into this movie with no expectations because I if did. you if you think that there's going to be anything redeeming out of this movie, maybe that one line and that's about it. Well, you see, I, I sat down and actually watched too because we're doing the extra one for the Patreon mm -hmm. of uh, Sharknado. Oh, God. And just <laughs> the similarities between the two. I mean, the, this whole genre of, of you know, like this. What what else was in there? There was Zombievers, which is uh, a great Mansquito, movie. Mansquito, uh, Eight-Legged Freaks. Yeah. yeah. You know, Eight-Legged Freaks was, I think, was one of the first ones of the... Yeah. Of the strange sci-fi... Of, of the resurgence. That yeah. resurgence. Of I mean, it's no Sharknado, ass. but it's... <laughs> I love Sharknado. It's it's well, fantastic. We'll talk about Sharknado yeah. in a bit. But uh, Snakes on a Plane, anyway, first time seeing it, liked it. I, I like I like ridiculous things that actors commit to. Yeah. Like, it's 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 in the style of Will William Shatner. Just, okay, this isn't incredibly good, but I'm going to play it to the hilt. This is Bruce Campbell. This is, you know, William Shatner. It's, it's like that. You know, for a movie with that many titties... Well, actually, there weren't that many titties. No, there weren't. But with the titties, <laughs> with the dick biting, with all the fuck and all the murder and all the death, there's a surprisingly wholesome undertone mm -hmm. to it. 
like those kids and the stewardess the older stewardess yeah. yeah yeah like so much of it was just them going through all of this and so the villain the acting like could live and the villain acting like a hero for a bit that was nice i like that Apparently, there is a the novelization is over a four hundred page book, and it goes into <laughs> a, a background of so much depth background into everybody. I was like, "Was Ooh. this a Tom Clancy?" What, wait, what do you mean the villain acting like a hero? Wasn't he on the plane? No, that was just another Asian guy. Oh, bad yeah. Matthew. That was <laughs> Matthew. <laughs> so, well, I mean, I don't even think okay. he had a name. No, he, was he was just a kickboxer, Asian yeah. kickboxer. Well, yeah. because they set him up kickboxing. Which was why I thought it was him. Oh yeah. Are you sure that wasn't him? Here's here's one of my complaints about this movie is the the uh, the subtle uh, underpinning of racism behind the villain. You see the villain twice in the movie. Mm-hmm. Once at the very beginning when he's killing that guy. Okay, that was actually kind of a brutal way to kill some dudes. It's like, and it okay, has that, a great line too. Yeah. What was the line? Oh, I was raised by a single mom, and I didn't turn out so bad. <laughs> Whap! With the baseball bat. <laughs> but then the next time you see him, he's practicing martial arts in his Asian dojo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, with Asian, with samurai armor over there. Hey, but hey, I don't think the character when was When I Japanese. practice with my AR-15, I do it inside in front of a oh, giant I, I American know. flag. That's the only way <laughs> I can Bible shoot. Bible in your other hand. I was just like, oh, how stereotypical Asian villain can well, they make look, this guy? His la- his name, okay, his name is a stereotypical, honestly, it's a stereotypical bad guy Asian name. It's Eddie Kim. How much more? That felt big trouble in Little China to me. Is well, I know. I mean, Kim, it's a, sta- a Korean last name. But it's still, it's an Asian yeah. name that gets used over, yeah. and it's usually like for the bad guy. Okay. It's also... Okay. Kim and Park are the, I think, the most common. Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, listener, but I was under the understanding that Kim and Park are the two most common names in Korea. Oh, I have no idea. Park? Park. Yes. Oh. Last names, that is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it could be wrong, but to me, it was just generic Asian bad guy with generic Asian name. It's like they could have done a little bit more with that, but they didn't. He only had those two scenes in the movie. You don't even get to see him get busted. Yeah. Yeah. It's just yeah. implied off screen. I like, I want to think that there's like a Samuel L. Jackson megaverse where he just moves from, <laughs> from movie world to movie world being Samuel L. Jackson. It's like the eternal hero, but with more swearing. I, I like that. The eternal champion. So right before we turn on the mics, uh, Matthew, you were talking to me about uh, Bruce Campbell and we were yeah. talking about how we feel that, he kind of makes the Evil Dead movies. Like oh, there's yes. a formula mm-hmm. behind all of yes. them, but he is the glue that seals it together. Yes, but he also was in a movie I think called My Name Is Bruce. Yes, yeah, where he was playing Bruce Campbell in yeah. a town that people thought he wanted him to be Ash, kind of thing. Yeah, I would love to see that with Samuel Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> There'd be a lot of motherfucker being thrown it, around. It would just be called Bad Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, the, I the would movie. go and watch this movie. I would love to see Samuel L. Jackson play anything else beyond being samuel l jackson so you wouldn't want to see him play samuel l jackson <laughs> well the, the the concept of an actor is that they take on different roles i'm gonna throw my keys at you <laughs> i mean he, it's just he always plays the same thing he really does but he's good at it i mean it's it's the same thing as you know like the 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 overweight funny guy you know he'll always play that type no, i i know? disagree because uh one movie. Black Snake Moan, he was different. I mean, he still was a curmudgeon. I mean, if that's where you want to typecast, okay, fine. If you just didn't want... If you want to go with, like, not dealing with people's shit... Is he making then, up things, or was that a movie? Black Snake Moan was a, yeah, was was a, great a surprisingly movie. good movie. Never saw it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's got Justin Timberlake in it. It's got Samuel Jackson. I thought Jackson. it was a porn, by the way. And then it's got Christina Ricci in it. Oh. It's, it's actually a really good movie. He And what uh, does he play? Uh, he plays a curmudgeon. If you've ever does seen... Does he swear? Yes. So if Is you've ever tough? seen... Yes. So he's playing Samuel L. Jackson? Basically. Okay. He is, but he has a gray fro, not but, but, a, not, not a... Dude, you're reaching. <laughs> Matthew, if you've ever seen pictures on the internet of Christina Ricci with a chain attached to her, it's from that movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've it, seen the one of Samuel L. Jackson with the huge gray fro. Yeah. yeah that, that's the from that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And he, he his eyes get real big in that movie. Oh. He has that look of fuck you throughout the whole damn yes. film. And that's a very good movie yeah. that I would like to go watch again <laughs> soon. So, yeah. Spoilers for this movie, by the way. 
Do Let's we stop even doing need that. To say that anymore. <laughs> Let's just stop that. All okay. right. Maybe at the beginning we needed to do that. Spoilers: This movie was probably funded by Red Bull from the beginning. <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> oh, and that fucking <sighs> cocaine. So the cop throws the evidence, which was the Red Bull can, down. Mm-hmm. And says, "Your fingerprints <laughs> are all over this. We got you with the site." And he's like, "I'm not going to talk." And then. He leaves and yeah. leaves the Red Bull can. <laughs> just there. Oh, my God. So let's just talk like about a, You pick up the... Wipe it off. <laughs> put it back in the bag. <laughs> the cops were not very uh, cop-like in this. Straight up, even at the end, when Samuel L. Jackson straight up pulls a gun and fires two rounds into that dude's chest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, there was a vest there. But mm-hmm. dude just fires two rounds into a guy's chest at like five paces. Come on. Also, um, those are plates under that, and if you put two rounds into the same plate, there's a really good chance the second one's just going to punch right on through. Yeah. Yeah. Physics and all. Not good cops. No. No. I've seen this four times now. I think I've seen it about three or four times. Yeah. I wanted the grouchy businessman to live. I liked him. <laughs> I, fucking dog. Fucking coach. Fucking Americans. I, I like... Oh, what's his name? Uh, I really like in this movie... <clears throat> So that guy always plays assholes and bad guys. Yeah, he's the Samuel L. Jackson of assholes. Bad I remember guys. he was in uh, Blade. He was one of the vampires, I think, that the other oh, vampires yeah. made die at sunrise. And yeah, he always plays some kind of an asshole or a criminal or something. I like the kid who was always on his uh, on his PSP. Oh, yeah, yeah. The one, the one that kind of saved the day at the end. Here's the thing. You mean the guy from Good Burger? He, yeah, was, Good he, Burger. Was, he was talking about he plays it on his PlayStation 2. Mm-hmm. Was the PSP out for PlayStation 2? Oh, yeah. PSP's been out for a long time. Well, I know it's been out for a long time, but PlayStation 2 seems early. Am I wrong? No. I got. I stood in line for a PlayStation 2 on launch day, uh-huh. and I want to say it was 2000. Oh, no. That, that's fair out. then. Yeah. Okay. I still have one. Still works. Yeah, same here. Is that a 2000 Xbox? Or 2001, but I think it was 2000. Yeah, because yeah, I, I remember New Year's Eve. I was yeah. still playing the original PS with friends at their place at a New Year's Eve party. So, yeah, it was a couple, maybe another year. Yeah, it wasn't too long. Or maybe it was 2001, because I remember I had a roommate. It was my roommate at the time, and it was the same roommate that I had during 9-11. And I remember... Not having that roommate for maybe more than a year. So it's probably 2001 when the PS2 came out. You mentioned yeah. um, uh, 9-11. Yeah. Does that mean you're running for government now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Local I did, office, I just got to say it five more times and I'm going to be registered <laughs> on the next go. ballot. Um, uh, the, the PS2 actually was released in 2000. Oh, okay. Jesus, yeah. that thing's old. Yep. I've still got the one I've that got we mine bought that too. Day. Yeah, <laughs> Halloween 2000 was when early was released in the U.S. Jesus. We actually sat in line uh, at Best Buy. We were second in line. We showed up at Best Buy as they closed the night before, and we were second in line. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, fun story: we sat there, we camped there all night long, and actually, by the end of the morning, there were like 200 people in line at this Best Buy in order to get. This is in Atlanta, and I remember we played Hole. Mm-hmm. Human occupied landfill. Yeah, yeah. We mm-hmm. played that while waiting, and then we, you know, took shifts and took naps to watch the stuff. And I wasn't buying a PS2. I was really just there to hang out all night and drink and smoke with my bud in line. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like our own little party. Yeah. Well, this dude shows up. Now remember, the PS2s were three hundred dollars when they came out. So this dude shows up with uh, right before the store opens because. The management wasn't going to let people just do a straight run. So they had a system where the first 50 people in line, I think, got a voucher. Yeah. So they walked down the line and handed a voucher out to each person in line. And that person was eligible to buy one. Yeah. Well, they gave me one. This guy shows up with a sign that says, I will pay you $300 for your voucher. I was like, okay, (laughs) here you go. Yeah, and right. I paid for a PS2. I'll, I'll buy mine next week, whatever. <laughs> no, because yeah. my roommate had one, and I had one, but I wasn't going to buy one. So we used that money to pay for his, and now I have it today. It's still in the back room. Nice. Right yeah. yeah, I had I, I picked up uh, through a, a friend that was getting rid of theirs, the the big thick one, the, the like first generation model, and then I have one of the slim ones also. Just 
it take you know it didn't take up space. But the big ones put away in a box someplace. Anyways, snakes. On yeah, a plane. I've seen this four times, and I feel that the tension is still there. It, like when I watch it, and the snakes are creeping around, I'm just like, any moment now they're gonna bite. And they do a good job of this movie of switching back and forth between different approach vectors and yeah, showing different that I did like. And then once they attack, they just unleash everything. And then mm-hmm. the chaos starts. But I loved the setup of the first wave of snake attacks. Yeah. The the, the infiltration. Yeah, it's good. So apparently the uh, the crew initially didn't want to use CG for this. They wanted to try and, ha- except for when they were like striking. Okay. They wanted to keep it. They wanted to have the snakes actually move and do their thing and tr- get someone in their snake wrangler and move them around. Nope. And it got to be too much of a hassle. So they were there for the like setup shots and then they were see everything else was CG'd in. So it was a lot of the production value, a lot of the, 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 the cost was put into all the CG that went into making the snakes and the other special effects. Like the kid with the, they got bit and he's poisoned and it's his yeah. arm. I mean that, or his leg. I don't remember exactly what, but he was such a good little kid. Yeah. So, so wholesome. <laughs> oh, my brother's hurt. Oh, oh, God, gee there. Samuel L. Jackson had it in his contract that he could not be anywhere. Uh, he had to be 25 feet away from snakes at all times. Like it. Smart yeah. move. Mm-hmm. Even though they were completely docile and not going to hurt anybody, but he was like, nope, keep the fucking snakes away from me. <laughs> Good yeah. job, Sam. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, I I, I understand. I, I don't have a huge fear of snakes, but... I can understand that many in, in a small like, area. I more probably than would. three on a cramp set. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. No. no. Oddly enough, you want to hear how dumb, how stupid people are. So when this movie came out, always, I always want to hear how stupid people are. <laughs> when this movie came out, I was, I was obviously still, I was still living in Arizona and I, but I wasn't at the theater that this happened to. Thank God. Somebody brought in two diamondback rattlesnakes Fantastic. into the theater for this movie and let them out in the theater. They had to shut everything down, bring in, you know, people that, that deal with snakes and get them out. That's dealt, horrible. I've, yes. <laughs> I, I've dealt with rattlesnakes before. It's diamondback rattlesnakes are fucking, they're bad. They're really bad snakes. I mean, boots. Yeah. But if you don't know <laughs> that they're good. there and they just, you know, if you just set them free mm-hmm. into a theater full of people. Like, say, someone sleeping on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was gratuitous. Yeah. Yeah, they're tasty, oh. though. Yeah. You know, when Samuel Jackson or Nick Fury or anyone else he's ever played <laughs> says, let me tell you something. <laughs> you listen. That, that's always, that's always going to be a bad moment for you yeah. in any movie, in yeah. any of the Samuel L. Jackson multiverse. Because that's, that, that's one of his catchphrases. This is very true. Yeah. And it, it, it never goes well. No, nope. there, nope. there's a there's a meme going around uh, for the past couple of years. And it says that it basically it's I want to have Samuel L. Jackson in my life just saying motherfucker at appropriate times, like going to the strip club, motherfucker, and then like eating something you shouldn't eat, motherfucker. It's just like varying ways of him saying motherfucker to make you feel good or bad about yourself. I would totally be on board with that. Get a little soundboard. Just program it into your phone. You know, yeah. <laughs> someone's probably done this. Probably. So Shia LaBeouf was actually offered a role in this movie and turned it down. Okay. Yeah, I'm glad about that. How old was the Boof? I don't know. Back then, that was I, what, I, six. Probably oh, one six? of the kids that was going to get bit. Then. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> he was probably a teenager or early twenties. I yeah. think. It's uh, either that or the bathroom one. I mean. When did Transformers come out? I know I saw that in the theater here in Portland. So it was at least 2005 or 2006. So Shia LaBeouf was probably a teenager at yeah. that time. Yeah, no, whatever. Do the wacko. I have a series <laughs> of notes here that says, leave the cat alone. Right on the nipple. Ow. Right on the dick. Ow. Oh, and the eyes. Oh, God. Ow. <laughs> that one where it got that woman in the mouth. Yeah. And then you come ah. back and you see that she's dead and just foam yeah. is coming out of her. Oh, God, that was. <laughs> Some of them were really like, just got you. The original script was turned down by every studio in the ho- in Hollywood. <laughs> what? Cinema I know. of this caliber? I know. It's shocking, isn't it? Uh, 
Uh, the Sorry original- about the spike there. NBC <laughs> was like at the table. The original idea was developed. Uh, the, the director had developed in like 1992. He had read this this Nature magazine about Indonesian brown tree snakes that would climb onto uh, cargo planes during World War II, which is kind of where you know you can Indiana Jones that whole you know that that whole bit with the snake on the plane too. So he originally wrote the screenplay. Oh, did they miss an opportunity I there? I know, right? Just some guy in a fedora losing <laughs> his fucking shit. It doesn't have to be branded. There doesn't have to be a whip, but, you know, khaki pants and a fedora just losing his goddamn mind. That, <laughs> this is why we need to do movies, because we would have thought about this shit. Uh, maybe. I, I, I'd like to think <laughs> I would Hindsight is always 20 so the original idea was just one snake getting loose on a plane. He was like, nobody wants to see this. That was where it was initially called. Where he it would called have it to be Venom. A super evil snake. But he then watched James Cameron's Aliens and was like, I need to have a huge amount of snakes <laughs> on a plane. I need more snakes. <laughs> so he basically took a template, the template of Aliens, the, the amount of, of aliens that are there, and put them on a plane. That's basically what he did. Uh, and uh, it lets loose of lots of them under the fuselage, and it was turned down, like I said, by 30 Hollywood studios in 1995. Finally, and New Line picked it up? Uh, MTV did in 1999. They were interested, yeah, but uh, they followed up both New Line Studios, who took over the rights of production. Yeah, okay. Yeah, New Line. I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah, me too. I was expecting a Sharknado level of production company on this one. You know, I was like, who's them? I've never fucking heard of them. I think of all the movies that we had on that vote bracket, Mm -hmm. this was probably the one with the highest production. Um... Eight-Legged Freaks actually has a really good production. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to disagree. It is is better than Sharknado. And but yeah, eight legged freaks was really well done. Yeah, it still holds it up. Was. Okay, it does. So it, and and because you a, can see the CG now, you're like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> you know, this movie is one of those uh, examples of how you can date modern movies by the number of buttons on the cell phones yep. and the thickness of the MacBooks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you. Could, I don't know why he wasn't using that as a weapon. That thing's easily oh fifteen pounds. Easily, it just it would have. That yeah, thing has D it. batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Those big nickel cadmium batteries yeah. just set in there. Yeah. So yes, the budget for this movie, oddly enough, was thirty three million dollars. CG was expensive, yeah. and half Samuel got half or. I have no idea. I did. They didn't. Did not find. He deserves that. half because he, it, that was a Bruce Campbell. It, without him, this would have been nothing. True. Yeah. This. I don't think this movie would have been anywhere near as good, quote unquote, as it could have been if you didn't have Samuel L. Jackson. That should be a thing. It was a Bruce Campbell. It was a Bruce Campbell. Yeah, I can agree it, with it that. It's one of those things that without it, it wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Without with anybody else, it would not have worked. Yeah. I couldn't see Morgan Freeman doing it, you know. No, I've had it with this motherfucking. No, Morgan snakes. Freeman would just narrated the whole thing from like it would. It would have been. Everything I was sitting going in on, first class, yep, and he'd just be sitting in the back of the jet, and then like a light would shine down on him, and he would like he would talk to the camera about what was going on, and it would occasionally go back to to everyone dying, and then the plane would go down, crash in the water, and all the snakes would get out, and they'd become sea serpents. What about Woody Harrelson? No. no, no, no. He's I, good he, with he, zombies. He could have done a good job, but just like the the meme factory f- part of this movie, it wouldn't yeah. have happened. Yeah, the opening- it would have been Zombieland. Who whoever thinks about Zombieland? You yeah. know, I mean, it's, it's, it was a good movie, and now it's gone. Yeah, and it, well, the it wouldn't have coming. Had- there's a sequel. Well, yeah. It doesn't need to be a sequel. No, no. They, they, initially they said they weren't going to do a sequel, uh. but there's been enough clamoring for it. So everybody that was in Zombieland has signed up, signed up to do Zombieland too. I hope Bill Murray comes back. That <laughs> would be amazing if they did. That, he's <laughs> talked about it apparently. So the opening weekend for this movie. So the, the budget was 33 million opening weekend in the U S was 15 million. So it really what didn't do well. Gross uh, USA was 34 million and worldwide gross. It did make its money back that way. Also it's 62 million. So I know I've talked about this before, but it's so fucking stupid. Hey, let's work for a week on something. And you know what? If it doesn't make it back in two days, we failed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so stupid. Yeah. The entire money focus of the film industry and the, uh, no. Oddly enough, on paper, Star Wars Empire Strikes Back has never made money. 
And that's I how, know. And that's I how they got around paying a lot of the people. Was like they, we didn't make any money on this. Over the course of my life, I have bought out at least one of the stars' salary in <laughs> in toys, clothing, yeah. movies, snacks. Yeah, branded snacks. I mean, just stuff. <laughs> Subscriptions Costumes, to like yeah. Netflix that just pays that even more. Yeah, I mean, I I know, I know that one of those big models was paid for by me over time. There's no way that didn't make you've money. Either, you've either bought one of the really large AT-ATs or uh, one of the production value Yodas. Yes, or both. Yeah. Like I'm I, at this point, I'm like maybe maybe an eighth of one hut. I mean, because that that was expensive. Well, you that do was, wear that the was a suit million. on May the fourth. So. I have three of them. <laughs> three? Yeah. Why? It, it's, it's a whole story. Okay. Um, I, there was a video that I was planned of huts hutting about that never happened. <laughs> Is hutting about some a euphemism was for something else? Gonna be <laughs> hut porn? No, no, no. no. I, where would you strap it? It's it's an inflatable suit. It doesn't work I, like that. We'll find a way. <laughs> huts will. Uh, Find a way. Huts will slut. What? <laughs> no. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Jesus, guys, get laid more. <laughs> and also stay out of the dark corners of the porn world. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Spring break hut sluts part two. Cameo by Samuel Jackson. <laughs> Overdubbed by Morgan Freeman. Jesus. Oh, God. The film did receive attention uh, when, when fans... There was an edit that came about, and the fans did not like it because of the overdubbed, the purposely overdubbed voice for Samuel L. Jackson, because they couldn't show the R-rated version on even on Sci-Fi. You know, they'll you get these motherfucking plagues off this motherfucking plane. So it was redubbed to uh, "I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane." And rumor has it wow, that that was actually bad. a retake of him saying that because. Mm. People have, I was watching videos of people lining up the two cuts. Yeah. And his mouth moves differently in the edit. So, but no one has ever fucking confirmed it. But it just seems like something Samuel Jackson would do, you know? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I have nothing to offer on that. And if it wasn't, if it wasn't Except overdubbed. the stupidest way to do it ever. Uh, no, I think if, if, it, if it wasn't overdubbed, well done. Because it, it mm. looked, it looked pretty solid. It takes skill to like to censor to 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 take foul language out of something and put it on on television. It takes some skill to make it look passingly awesome. It's like I, I like Willis, bleeps. Yippee Kaye, my I friend. Hate bleeps. <laughs> I like them. I hate them. What's your favorite scene? I like when um, the pilot kind of redeemed himself from being a like a shitty misogynist uh, woman user. Okay, to actually like. Oh shit! Okay, this is really real. Let's all get our shit together and deal with this. Okay, that that was probably my favorite scene. All right, Nathaniel. It was when the male flight attendant sh- oh yeah, shoved yeah. that oh. snake into the microwave and hit the snake button. Hit the snake button <laughs> and said, "Yeah, who's your daddy now, bitch?" I also liked at the end that the the beautiful woman yeah, that yeah. jumps into his arms. Yeah, everyone was like, "Oh, huh. oh." <laughs> Uh, that, was a, I, that was a good twist. I, I like uh, the the kid with the PSP. Who, you know, they say, "Does anybody know how to fly the plane?" And he's like, "I I know how to fly a plane. I've got like two thousand hours or however many hours of flying a plane." And then you find out that you know he's just been playing on a computer game the whole time, and they freak out about that. But he still lands the plane. I do like the the way that both him and Samuel Jackson were. They shared a celebratory moment in the cockpit after everything was done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're both like, "Yeah." <laughs> It was pretty rad. That's good news. Snakes on crack. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was followed up by a sequel called Snakes on a Train. I have never seen it. I don't want to see it. Well, there goes my fucking, that's what we're doing for the gaming portion. <laughs> Seriously? No. No, no it's, it's, it's marmosets on a boat. <laughs> I would watch that movie. <laughs> it's kind of like, I went to be better than Sharknado. I, oh. Sharknado is a great movie. You be quiet. <laughs> It's like I went to uh, here a few years ago. There was a zombie movie. And if you're a Patreon, you can listen to it. There was a, a Korean uh, zombie movie that came out called Train to Busan. 
And it's like the whole thing is like there's, a, heard about there's a zombie that get like there's a there's a medical thing and there's a zombie breakout and one of them gets sick or one gets one guy gets bit and he goes on this train and it he starts biting other people. So it's zombies on a train. Mm-hmm. It's kind of one of those same things. Like, where do you go at that point? Like, how do you deal with it? And that's that's the, 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 the whole similar movies. So but Train to Busan is better, in my opinion. Than Snakes on a Plane? I think so. Or Snakes oh. on a Train. Snakes on a train. <laughs> okay. Because I haven't seen Snakes on a train. I'm just going to like go with the fact that no, and it's better no matter what. Yeah, you can just stop a train, right? Or wait till you go uphill and jump off. You, Someone has to be in controlling the train, so they would have to bring it to a stop, which means There's that, one in each car. Okay, well, also, who knows what kind of safety standards are on the trains, because this is uh, what? Uh, middle Train to Busan was India, I think. I don't, I, I don't know. Indian uh, safety standards. Okay. Well, I don't know. I've seen some videos wow. of the way that some of the people who what, ride those dude? trains commute. <laughs> some of the some of the commuters who ride these trains literally just grab onto the side yeah. and get to work that way. So who knows what kind of weird safety standards they have. Um, trains rated for 150 people, and we have 9,000 people yep, riding yeah, this yeah. morning. And now they're all zombies. Yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, something else you got to think about is a train full of zombies. Do you want it to stop? Or because if it stops, zombies are going to get off where you are. I, I just never feared any kind of undead. I mean, yeah. yeah. If, if we started doing movies about liches, then I'd have a worry. Skeletons, uh, zombies. Yeah. No. All right. I, I, I have a lot of stuff. Okay. Now, what if the snakes on the plane were zombies? Were zombies? And we're creating zombies. I and like everyone where you're that going. they bit rose up, and then it was snakes and Foaming zombies. Venom. I, yeah. You know, I had this. I had this story idea. Was there Pentor fucking fucking chingas coming out of their mouth? <laughs> I wonder. I wanted to write this script a long time ago, and I still would like to. Where you have the, a zombie breakout, and at the same time, there were like uh, these like large tarantulas, and zombies couldn't find humans, so they would bite. They would eat the tarantulas. But the tarantulas muted, mutated, so they got really large. But then they they were zombie like spiders, like uh, any of the old like forties and fifties, uh, over the top B level movies, yeah. yeah. And but they would be these huge shambling zombie um, spiders with zombies like on top of them riding them. <laughs> I'm not necessarily <laughs> saying that zombie driders is a bad thing, but I will say this: the scariness of a spider is that. It moves like a spider. Yeah. If it shambles, it might not be as spooky. Okay. Yeah. It still keep it as it's still keeping its movement. It would it would still have to do that weird little fucking spider skitter. Okay. I'd still I would I I just ha- I have that basic skeleton of an idea, but I have never been able to like You have that basic zombie of an idea. Skeleton is another undead entirely. Oh where's our where's our rim shot uh thing on the on the board? Uh somewhere. I, somewhere I think this here. board has a rim shot. So the director for this movie, David R. Ellis, he has done uh, uh, a lot of B-level movies. Good. Let's go that Some way. of them are my favorites. Like, I genuinely love a good overacted B-movie. I, I love them. He did Final Destination 1 and 2, which I'm, I'm a fan of the Final Destination series. Yeah, I it, was, like it. it was a good premise. I liked uh, it. Shark Knight. Don't know it. No, neither did I. And then uh, the other one that, would, that people might know is Cellular, which is the one where the yeah. cell phones kind of came alive and were eating, uh, not eating, but killing people. <laughs> There's a good Doctor Who about that, too. <laughs> oh, dear God. It's a metaphor for people who use technology too much. What was that fucking... Shut up and leave me alone. I'm, I have my three screens here. <laughs> He's got his screen and he got his screen. Hey, one in my pocket. Yeah. What was the movie... It's irradiating my nipples. What was that fucking movie that was about people playing a game and dying? And I remember it had that line, If you die in the game, you die for real. You know, that's been done so many yeah. times, I can't pin it down. I mean, because the Matrix Lawn used that. Man? If you know, <laughs> if you if you die in the Matrix, then you then you die. This one was like a modern day one of those bad horror films about technology gone Fuck, too I don't far. Know. Anyway, I don't I remember, think technology can. All go I remember too far. is that it had the same guy who played. Uh, he was in when we watched Dazed and Confused, the kid who uh, built up his courage and punched that greaser. Oh yeah, the the real yeah, nerdy yeah. one. Right? Yeah, he was also in this movie, and he's the one who said that line: "If you die in the game, you die for real." Well, that was that was actually came from um, "Stay Alive." That was a 2006 horror movie. Oh god, that movie was fucking terrible. Yeah. That's where it started, <laughs> but it's been yeah. used so many times. Yeah. 
So I felt like from a game perspective that this movie was basically just the GM fucking with the players. Yeah, I think point. the GM wanted to nuke everything from yeah, orbit. Th- this yeah. was, you're all too powerful, and I'm going to do this. I'm going to place you in an impossible situation. And somehow, they came out of it at 40,000 feet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I've got, I've got some good ideas for it. So, uh, y'all ready to take it to the gaming table? You got anything else, Dusty? Uh, no, I don't. They're, oddly enough, be, even though that this is a, a, a decently good movie, uh, on the well, on the B level, I like it. You know, on every other thing, it's kind of eh, okay. So I, I like a B level. So yeah. yeah. Question for you, Dusty. Yes. What was the number of snakes that were in it? Four hundred and fifty. Okay, so out of four hundred and fifty snakes, how would you get rate this movie? Three seventy five. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think. I'll go three hundred. I'm. I'll never watch this again. Uh, if it's on, if it's on TV, if I, you know, if I'm mindlessly going through and I'm sick. And I don't have, I don't want to expend the energy to get up from my couch and put in a disc or some, find something on Netflix and it's on sci-fi. Sure. I'll watch it again and just mute it during commercials. I'm going to go with about, so probably I'll go 325. Okay. 325. Meet us in the, mm-hmm. I'm the same. The I'm not going to seek this movie out and watch yeah. it, but uh, it does have some good quotes. It does yeah. have some good scenes. It's not a bad movie. There was a video game that was created for it. Just so you guys know. What platform? <laughs> Uh, I don't remember, nor do I care. Uh, right. <laughs> but you had to wander wander the plane, killing snakes. And you had to make your way to the cockpit, and then that was pretty much all the game. Oh. There that, were a number of games that were made, but that was like the big one that was made. Sounds like a Flash game on Newgrounds or something. Yeah. Anyway, let's take this to the Oh, Newgrounds. I remember Newgrounds. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Yeah, let's take this to the gaming table. All right. I was looking it up. Hi, this is Matthew. Thanks for listening. We wanted to take a moment to talk to you about uh, one of our sponsors, Guardian Games. Guardian Games has been with us since the very beginning of this show. Guardian Games is Portland's premier game store. They have magic miniatures, shelves and shelves and shelves and shelves of RPGs, all the gaming swag, anything you could possibly want for your gaming experience. If you're ever in Portland and looking for a gaming store, Guardian Games is the biggest, most diverse store in Portland. You definitely owe it to yourself to go to Guardian Games. Tell us about these characters, Dusty. <laughs> You're a jack, that's fantastic. <laughs> redo that. Redo that. No, that's that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I asked him as he had a mouthful of food. Mm-hmm. Well, we have to delicious be, snickerdoodles. I was going to say us. he yeah. had a mouthful of snickerdoodle. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mouthful of snickerdoodle. <laughs> uh, that was that was a good almost Sean Connery impression there. I like that. That was good. Thank you. So we have uh, got to get the snakes off the plane. Could you? Could, could, I could see Sean Connery. Say, doing could you it. see Sean Connery? Being, <laughs> yes, yes, I could. Yeah, I, I brought it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> he just punched them. But I want to see him like as not playing a character, but just being like the drunk <laughs> misogynist Sean Connery actually is. So like basically, that, the Alan, the Alan Quarter, down the aisle, his yeah. Alan Quartermain character. Oh then? yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. Do you think Sean Connery? Could have pulled it off. Yes, you think the movie yeah. would have succeeded? Yeah, as, as the it's Alan Sean Connery. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about Al Pacino? Al Pacino, I think, could have done it. Actually, yeah. thinking about it, I know earlier. I mean, in I the don't know that we, he would have, but but, but yeah. do you think could he have been a substitute for Samuel Jackson? You know who else might have done a really <laughs> interesting job at this? It would have been at least really funny. Uh, Gary Busey. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. He just, he just, he just go crazy, and the snakes would like jump out of the plane on their own. You know how I animals know he... will flee a natural disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Busey comes. Please on don't board kill me, Gary. Don't show up at my house. I know he is in one of the Sharknado movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, one the, of the six. So anyway, uh, Dusty. So we, we have Samuel L. Jackson playing Mr. Neville Flynn. Samuel L. Jackson. If you don't, is it know, Flynn? I thought it was Flint. No, it's Flynn. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you don't know who Samuel L. Jackson is, you have never probably watched a movie because he's been in so many of them. And he, as you said a little while ago, Matthew, plays pretty much the same character. But for SNG, Nick Fury is his biggest character right now to date that he's been playing in the Marvel Cinematic no. Universe. Really? Just a little bit, yeah. Not Jules from Pulp Fiction? That's what, That's kind of what put I him would go back with, yeah. on the map because he had done a number of like small movies before. It's storming. It's oh, storming yeah. hard Woo. out. Raindrops keep falling on my head. My cats are probably freaking out. 
Hopefully they're not flooding my basement. <laughs> I know the cove is flooding right now. Oh, is it? Oh, wow. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, Samuel Jackson. Uh, yeah, I would say the Nick Fury is his biggest acclaim right now. And yet he does nothing. No. Like his role is, as Nick Fury is so small. I'm going to play a new character. Puts on eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> and then play Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Oh, he was also known as Mace Windu in the Star Wars. Well, movies. he, he, he played, a character who that, did nothing. He he, he yeah. played his glass in yeah. in you know Mr. Glass in oh, Unbreakable yeah. and the yeah. movie Glass. He also uh, he played in in Kong Skull Island. You know, that's I want to say, even though I'm giving him some hell for this, mm-hmm. I, I like his character. He does oh, it yeah. superbly well. He played in you know Django Unchained. You know, I'll say that his character in Unbreakable was a little bit different than he normally does because it wasn't the tough guy. Okay. He was, in fact, the not tough guy. He played an entirely cerebral character. I didn't yeah. like Unbreakable. When I, I saw would the love theaters. to see yeah. Samuel L. Jackson and Rick Moranis play together, but switch roles. That would be amazing. I think you just hurt my brain. If Samuel L. Jackson played Rick Moranis's type and Rick Moranis played Samuel L. Jackson's type, that could be good, but Rick Moranis doesn't act anymore. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. Anyway, what would we give uh, alignment? Oh, he's he's lawful good. Yeah. I think his motivations in this movie are really fucking clear, too. Yeah. He's here to protect the kid and bring down Eddie Kim. Yeah. Actually, he doesn't really seem so much invested in bringing down Eddie Kim. That's his agent. Dude on the other side of the phone. That's his problem. Mm-hmm. He's mainly there as the man in the field. Yeah. The escort the the witness so yeah. an agent if you will yeah all right and his alignment awful good awful good awful good yeah and then we have juliana margulies uh who played claire miller the i believe she was the older stewardess yeah who was also on er for a number of years well, she wasn't the older the older stewardess the one who died no they both live no there were oh, three oh, stewardesses oh, yeah, the older yeah. one who did die yeah. saving the baby yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was sad. But not her. And that was one of those human moments you were talking about yeah. earlier. But yeah. I'm afraid I don't think she had enough of a role. So, like, she had two yeah. series of lines, yeah. less than a okay. paragraph. All right. So, wait, she was in ER and what else? Uh, she was in The Sopranos for a while. She was also in Scrubs. Uh, Ghost Ship. She played Epps in Ghost Ship. Oh, Who was she in Scrubs? Right. In Scrubs, she was Nina in a couple yeah. episodes. Uh, Okay, yeah. and she also I, played in in uh, the Mists of Avalon. Good book and Newton Boys with that, Matthew McConaughey. That dates me a little bit, but that's kind of like my go to. I Perhaps. have to I have to do a lot of laundry or you know paint a room. Mine is <laughs> Ranma One Half, an anime. Yeah, yeah. I can watch. I can just put it on the background on the dubbed version and just yeah. My my go to is uh, Count of Monte Cristo. It has to be a series. Oh, it has to be a series? <laughs> Does oh. it? I didn't know yeah, we had for, it has to be a, a series. Oh, okay. oh uh, then probably Firefly or BSG. Yeah, okay. I'll okay. put those on and just let them go. There's BSG, I will skip one episode, and that's the water episode because it's... I don't know it. I never got into stupid. it. Stupid. Um, that it's, it's one of the it's one of the gaps in my geekdom yeah. is yeah, is Battlestar Galactica. You, you haven't gotten that little ribbon for your chest I, yet. <laughs> I've uh, I've seen the original one and I liked it, mm-hmm. but I haven't vastly seen the new different. one. Yeah, vastly different. So you didn't give her an alignment. You don't think there's enough there? I, if I did, it would be lawful good. Yeah, like everything I saw of of that character for the brief amount. Like she makes a a little off color comment, but that wasn't necessarily bad. And then she, you know, does a sacrificial move. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna go with straight up good. Yeah. Dusty, what do you think? Yeah, good. Just because of that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Nathan Phillips playing Sean Jones. You're about to say Nathan Fillion. I was like, yeah, I was did like, I miss something? Because <laughs> he could have done it. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. I don't think Nathan Fillion could have played, could have pulled off oh, Samuel Jackson's part. I disagree. Really? Oh yeah. Not as badass. He would have been no, more of a. It would have been, been funnier. funny. Yeah. yeah. It would have yeah. been funny and and. Ha <laughs> uh-huh, Yeah. It, it, yeah. I can see that. If you want to go straight up comedy for this instead of an action, he could do it. Yeah. Uh, sorry. Uh, uh, Sean? Yeah. Uh, lawful good. A little scared. A little young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I Maybe chaotic good. He did litter a mountain, uh, a fucking Red Bull can. <laughs> and he, he was jumping his bike. Ooh, you oh, know what? Oh, yeah. He was now jumping you his bike think about on it. a city street, which was illegal. 
<laughs> so I'm, I'm going to change that to chaotic good. Still basically good, but he yeah. does ignore some of the laws. Uh, and then Rachel Blanchard, who played Anyone Mercedes, else got it. Got a thing, or no, we're just going to go with mine from now on. We're just going to go with yours. Uh, from I, I, now I like that okay. one. And, I, yeah, again, I agree with it. Going back with motivations, his was stay alive. Yeah, yeah. There we go. He was almost teenager alignment. Pretty much. Almost, yeah. yeah. Uh, Rachel Blanchard, who played Mercedes, I believe one of the other that was Stuart. I have her as stewardess too. No, Mercedes never... was the woman with the dog. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. her name Mercedes. Some of these the characters car. kind of just blend yeah. into each other. Did she so. live? I forgot. Yes, yeah, she did. Okay. Yep. The dog did not. No, the dog. The dog's was dead. You know, I had honestly Mary hoped Kate. that it. I hate to say this, and I'm sorry, but I honestly hoped that it would have been a Sharknado moment where they pull the dog out of a snake at the end. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> I don't like that the dog and the cat died. I think that cat could have fought off snakes from the inside of that. I was kind of hoping that would happen. Yeah, I, I think that would have gone towards the movie Anaconda. Did you ever see that? Yeah, like with John Voight where the end, where the end, he like kind of they kill the snake. I think I think if they they kill it and and then he's he comes out of it like half digested yeah. and like screams at the at, at uh, Jennifer Lopez and Ice Cube. <laughs> um, so as for her, I'd say I'm just gonna go with Cat yeah. Good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Most of them, it's hard to get much of their character. In this I, I, they're I all read the 400 page book, apparently. So, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I think everyone here, aside from the bad guy, has a good. I mean, Keenan Thompson, he lands the plane. Good. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson, he's doing his job. I, I gave him uh, a chaotic good, the, okay. the, the pilot. That was my big. The, the departure the savior, from lawful the guy good who saves yeah. at the end. No, no, or? no, no. The the womanizing pilot, also from uh, the office. Oh, he's also been in a lot of things. Yeah, I think he's and in he always some plays of the, the Christopher same Guest of, movies yeah. and some others. Yeah, I think he was in uh, Frank oh or Jack or whatever the fuck I, his was, name was. Uh, Talladega Nights, I think, one of the announcers mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, he does that role a lot. Too. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he was the only one I put as chaotic good. He was. Yeah. A bit of a shit, but not necessarily bad. Yeah. All right. You know, there's so many just side characters in it. Yeah. Like, really, the main three were the stewardess, Samuel Jackson, and and Biker Kid. Yeah. 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 Adventure Boy. Surfer. That's right. Surfer. It's yes. funny because we're contrasting with another movie for the Patreons, and these started out so fucking similar. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it for people. Well, uh, um, where are we going after this? Where does the story take us next? Claire, Sean, Frank, Jack, Jack, Stewardess 2. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Everyone's good except for the villain. Uh, where are we going with this? I don't, I don't know. It's We're complete. To- like it's yeah, not- it's it's toads yeah. on a tramp steamer. It's uh, it's it's any venomous animal in an enclosed thing. The the thing is is the thing about this game is that it's you using your environment without your normal weapons like whatever character you're you're playing like in whatever scenario you could do this in straight up D. you could do this in a number of the the feel of this in a number of different mm-hmm. systems but what what i found to be the overarching theme is to take what you have around you and use it to overcome the obstacle you're not using your innate powers you're out thinking it out planning it and using what you have around you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I that's a pretty that. common survival theme yeah. too. It's uh it's the kind of thing that we see in we've seen this in a number of movies that we've done already. I know Cabin in the Woods, which is on our Patreon, kind of one of our repaired lost episodes. But in Cabin in the Woods, it was kind of the same way. I'm so sad that like, ended up that way. That was such a good movie. It's really and it's a good episode. And I recommend if you want to throw us a few bucks, go ahead, check it out. And it's actually worth it. Have, mm-hmm. have we, we had seen, a lot of fun? Have we done uh Tucker and Dale? Not yet. <laughs> Not you know, we, yet. Sh- we should do that because Cabin in the Woods that, went down yeah. due to technical problems. But it's still there and it's totally listenable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's a good episode. I I will I will jump on that train and go with you to to go Tucker so and Dale. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Tucker and Dale was great. But again, this is a story of survival with and you don't have your weapons. Samuel L. Jackson had a gun, but how many times did he use it? Once to shoot a plane well, window on a out. Plane. And then another one at the very end of the movie. When yeah. you said this is the story, my mind said of a girl ran <laughs> down the whole world. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry. Dear God. Carry on. No. Oh, that was perfect. 
Oh god! That's now why it's I was in my head. That's how I'm <laughs> <laughs> I infected you. <laughs> I was like a zombie. Um, yeah, it's a classic setup, and, and I really and enjoy honestly, it at the gaming table. It's a really fun one for the players. Yeah, it's like um, it, it can be any trap scenario, or uh, like you're you've been caught and you're thrown into a dungeon or mm-hmm. a jail, and it's like something is invading, something's coming after you. You've got. This is this is what's around you. It's, it's basically an escape room. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, it's. Oh, I, 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 as a player, I love these. As a DM, not so much because you're trying to kill them. Yeah, the best you can. And it, it, it turns into a for the players. It turns into like a 300 scenario. It's a choke point. There, yeah. I mean, the, the plane is a choke point. They can find. They can set that point up where they're just going to start taking out the enemies one mm-hmm. by one by one by one that someone gets tired rolling into someone else you as the gm find a way to defeat the choke point yeah snakes on a plane hits the sharknado as as the sharknado <laughs> is in flight and then you have that's what explodes the sharknado because we know that sharknados is a high and low pressure <laughs> <laughs> well you know, I just know, I just know the, the, the plane kind of explodes and then the snakes are going around in the tornado with Fighting the, sharks. the sharks. Yes. And, and everyone lives poisoning them so that when they come down, the shakes are the, the sharks are immune. No, to no, the no. Poison. The sharks shoot the snakes at people. So not only are they flying like <laughs> they're jets, like but they're them out. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, at one point we were looking at old movies and talking about how much cocaine was done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How much yeah. cocaine are you guys on right now? <laughs> I'm on Snickerdoodles, man. Yeah, I've, I've had a Snickerdoodle and Mountain Dew. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, what'd you put in these Snickerdoodles? <laughs> All the good stuff. <laughs> All right. Don't do drugs, kids. Okay. Gaming this is a one-shot. This yeah, is a one-shot This is a Friday game. night. Yeah. No, I see this is yeah. a long <laughs> No, this is, this is a one-shot. You're probably going to be drunk. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Somebody, like a couple people didn't show yeah. up to your session you're already four or five drinks yeah. in. Like they were gonna, they were gonna, they kept saying they're gonna be late. We're gonna be late. We're gonna be late. Fuck it. We're not gonna be there. We've all had Taco Bell, and they're just gonna do this. Yeah, it's this is a time filler. This yeah. is something silly. You're probably not gonna think about it. And you for this, you're probably gonna want to pick up and play a game. I would recommend having a game that could fit in your pocket. Or yeah, uh, shit. You don't even really need a published game for this. You just need to roll some dice and. Whoever rolls higher Make it wins, up on the and whoever yeah. rolls lower dies next. Or you could do Dread. We've done, we did Dread on mm-hmm. the uh, a previous episode. That's the game with the Jenga Tower. That said, yeah. I don't think there's. This isn't a horror movie. This isn't a, a horror no. story, and that's more for horror. The tension is there, but it comes in waves, and uh, usually when that tension, when those waves hit, it's like everyone involved. Oh God! Oh God! Panic mode, and then there's some downtime. And then there's another panic mode. Oh, but it's a constant stream of crises. And every now and then one of those crises is an everyone panic crisis. Yeah. I think a a good way to ratchet the tension up on this is actually have a, a timer. So it's actually happening. You know, you can pause it at some point when the GM is doing their thing. But when the players are are like, we need to make a decision on what we're going to do. The time is going and the the plane is descending at the same time. Like it will crash. So you, you have, an hour before the before everyone dies, you know. I uh, when when I GM or DM depending on my gaming system, I uh, when I'm trying to build something like that, I I haul out a uh, what are these the sand things? What do they call that? Uh, hourglass. An hourglass, yeah. But a sand timer. Yeah, it's just a little plastic one from a game. Yeah, I think they were uh, used to be in a lot of games. Yeah, I just yeah. plop that out, and when this runs out, you die. Figure <laughs> yeah. it out. Yeah. If if I have a player at a table who's being indecisive, I don't even do the sand timer. I'm just like, come on. Yeah. You know, let's I, keep it I've moving. been on the receiving end yeah. of your snaps. So, yeah, yeah. you got to you got to keep it moving. And this is a game where you got to keep moving. Um, <sighs> yeah. Otherwise, the snakes will get you. Yeah. Otherwise, the snakes will get <laughs> if you die in the game, you die. For- <laughs> no, we just go out for more beer. Uh, yeah. <laughs> First person to die takes. A I, shot. I, I got yeah. nothing else. It was it was a fun movie. You know, yeah. it, was, it, it would be a decent game. I would definitely play this drunk. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So essentially, the the template the template for this game is a whole bunch of people who were common average Joes are thrown into a situation, trapped in a in a they are trapped in a place. Maybe it's uh, a ship, or uh, maybe it's in space. I will say this: no one gets to play Samuel L. Jackson. No, that's the. I would agree with that. I, you know why not? Why? Why not? 
Uh, because I imagine, unless you're playing with one weird drunken friend, um, it's going to be a party, and then it just becomes agents and agents' powers. You know, though an agent is trained beyond human. True. Well, not beyond human, beyond the norm. Here's so the, you you're yeah. the stewardess, you're the businessman, you're the jock, you're the yeah. Here's something you can think about though. You can portray that type of character with a build of stats that is perfectly balanced with everybody else. Because his role in that movie was all intimidating stare and taking command of a situation. He didn't do anything. He didn't shoot any villains. He didn't uh he participated just as much as the yeah. stewardess did or as the pilot. He just, you know, because he was Samuel L. Jackson, he had plot armor. Yeah. But yeah. you could run a game where anyone can say, my background is I'm a special agent and I'm going to position my points in that way. And really, it's just intelligence and charisma, I guess. Yeah. That's all he used in the movie. Fair. And he didn't seem OP. <laughs> yeah. That's my take on it. Uh, I. It's just a matter I don't of have a describing. strong opinion to really yeah. argue this one. <laughs> um, there's a couple of games that I think could pull this off. We've mentioned one a lot called Monster of the Week. We haven't quite gotten to the right movie for it yet. I'm saving it. But it's an, uh, uh, it's an indie game. You can get it on Drive-Thru RPG. Our time is going to be shorter on this one. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, the game that I would run... Personally, mm-hmm. it's a game that I talked about before in the Cabin in the Woods episode. And it's a game that I wrote. And it's called Cannibal Contagion. Oh, yeah. Good game. I wrote it to be a game where you survive against uh, an overwhelming menace. And usually, uh, you're going to be in, in, in a confined location, having to make the best out of things. And you're not going to have much gear. You're not going to have a lot of tools. You have to make the best of the environment. Yeah, totally. This, yeah. It has a escalation, an escalation mechanic where tension rises and tension rises, and then the GM just sort of throws things at you. And the way I wrote it is it is very specifically an antagonistic game. At the very beginning, your job as the GM of this game is to kill them. Yeah. You have a set amount of ways that you can do it. Go forth and kill. It's a lot of fun. I would, I, I don't really, I haven't promoted it much. I, I'm the kind of person who readily promotes my own stuff, but I think that Cannibal Contagion would be perfect for this. I agree. Yeah. There is another game by, I forget the writer, but I was in a playtest in it, and I think the game is still in playtest state like a decade later. I don't think the game has ever been released, but it's called Geiger Counter. Okay. Geiger Counter is a role-playing slash story game of building tension. And uh, you, it's basically one of those things, one of those games where you're like, you allocate dice to, I have a gun, that's a die. And I, uh, I'm, I'm good at computers, that's a die, right. kind of things. And you also build up some tension and move some dice around on the table to build up that tension. And then once you start running out of dice, you're, <laughs> you're about to be written out of the game kind of thing. Okay. Uh, Geiger Counter could work. I, I haven't checked in on that one in quite some time. What do y'all think? What, I'm, what I'm actually looking at it right now. It looks like it was released in 2013. Oh, oh. Sweet. And it is it is free right now. Oh, cool. On jwalton.media. Single session GMless survival. This now, now it's a, a single session GMless survival horror RPG in which most of the core characters end up dead at the hands of a deadly menace. Yep. Yeah, work. I think yeah. it could work for snakes on a plane. Do you have any suggestions? Any ideas? I really don't. I would just roll random dice or yeah. I think random or dice. Or do would be pick good. up sticks or yeah. Jenga tower. Or <laughs> I think I, I like Jenga stand tower. Stand in front of RPGs. a dartboard while people throw things at me. I, I mean, mean, you could even play fucking go fish and turn it into a storytelling game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I you would. Know? I would. I'd play this on a paintball yeah. field. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean. It's a monster survival game. There's there's yeah. a lot of them out there that yeah. can do this. Oh, it's uh, a grind. Oh, I know this guy named Chris Whedon who made a game called Horror Rules. And I talk about it a lot on the Cabin in the Woods episode mm-hmm. because Horror Rules can do both stories. It is another one of those where you pick an archetype and it's usually a comedic archetype based on the genre. Mm-hmm. This movie didn't necessarily have a lot of archetypes because the stewardess it also didn't was kind have of a lot of comedy. And, so, uh, but, you know, the doctor, he was an archetype of the, yeah. not the doctor, the, the lawyer, whatever the fuck he was, the stuck-up Let's asshole. say he was a lawyer, because yeah. I like the way he died, and I would like more <laughs> lawyers to die in that way. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got. Okay. All Sounds right. good. Uh, so we have game of your choice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could be cannibal contagion. Could be risk. Uh, what about rifts? No, mm. no, it's no, it's a, it's a, doesn't work. I guess you could palladiumize this using the dead groups. rain system, but it's still more focused on zombies. Yeah. I don't think you want to spend a lot of time creating a character for yeah. this game. Yeah. <laughs> True. Yeah. yeah. One if shot. your characters fit, if your character takes up more space than an index card, you need to pick a different game. Yeah. True. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. This was uh, Nick Fury on public transportation, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's Matthew, and I'm Dusty, and I'm Nathaniel, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to another episode of our show. We're still pretty new to the seed, and we'd love to get your feedback. If you like what you hear, please leave us a review on iTunes with your thoughts. Good or bad, they really help us get the word out. If you want to say hello, drop us a line on all of the usual social media sites. You can find the links right there in the show notes. You can also leave us a comment on our website at havemovieswillgame.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Have Movies Will Game is a Breakfast Puppies podcast production, and our episodes are distributed under CCBYND 4.0 license. Our opening theme is Rock and Gravel by Sid Valentine's Patent Leather Kids, with introductory narration provided by Isaac Scher. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>